and hacky socks. Wait, did you go to Father Ryan? I did. Wait, you guys both went to Father Ryan? Oh, no, no I was not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> also, she didn't live here. She was in North Carolina. I was just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> she was in third grade when I was in my sophomore year. Why is that? That was so loud. I'm so sorry. Oh, incredible. I just watched She's All That and remember Cute. like the hacky, Zach, the hacky sack scene where Zach is like, I don't know if you guys have seen that recently. It's a great one to dust off. But he's like doing poetry to hacky sack to try and impress Lady Boggs. And that's the only hacky sack story I have. So thanks oh, for cool. tuning in. It's been great, guys. Yeah. Honestly, I have no <laughs> input, but loved hearing it. And I want to see it. I don't remember that scene at all. Oh, she's all that. I was thinking uh, she's the man. She's the man. Oh, <laughs> I was totally thinking she's the man this whole time. 100%. Like, I think you're thinking soccer yep. balls, but maybe. Wait, mm -hmm. is she's the man? Is that Amanda Bynes? <laughs> yeah. Pretty emotional breakdown. And remember, it's like the yellow card song at the end of it. Maybe it's not yellow card. You would. So good. What? Who sings? I can't tell you my dirty little secrets. Oh, that's American. All American rejects. All American rejects. That's. That's the end of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Didn't come right to mind. <laughs> <laughs> they probably toured with Yellow Card, though. And like Dashboard Confessionals. For sure. Oh, I love Dashboard Confessionals. This is just so fun because like you're in my direct line of sight to Jordan. So this is really it's working out. I just like keep holding it up on the glass. <laughs> Jordan, it just kind of seems like pure chaos. <laughs> Over there because it's, you're just like endlessly shaking because you're just like holding your phone. I know. I'm so sorry. I, my, my muscles are filled with this. Oh, Can you prop? It. What's that desk behind you? Can you prop you up? Oh, yeah. She can it sit. Be, She's can... just being dramatic. I should just sit. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a zoo exhibit. What's happening? It feels like a zoo exhibit. Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously the animal. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so we've wasted more than enough of the two of yours time. So sorry about that. No, so I was just checking. Don't tell anyone. So Christian's having like a um, Germantown Oktoberfest happy hour tonight, mm -hmm. which we had a happy hour last night, which I'm like feeling after a drink and a half. But he like was having a hard time finding pretzels. And I was like, you know, I live by Opry Mills. I can just get Annie Ann's. Oh, so supposedly Annie Ann's is delivering to my house, but through their website, not through DoorDash. So I just have this Annie Ann's up and I just, I trust it 0%. You're about to get some weird <laughs> shit, man. I am. That's what I was just like, I was going to pull up like the questions in the bio and my Annie Ann's came up and it was like, we have your order in our system. And I was like, I don't trust you, Annie Ann's Halo over the pretzel. <laughs> mm. Y'all, they have a bake-at-home kit, and it is chef's kiss. Okay, that's yes. fantastic. Where do you buy that? And I also love that you Kroger. You were just like, hey, I just want to <laughs> bake Annie Ann's pretzels at home. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's yeah, I'm a sad single woman, so yes. <laughs> My dog uh, even helps me eat them. It's really sweet. Okay, let me uh, pull this up. So what we do is I will say the name of the show. I will check in with Lila. I will read y'all's bio. And then we'll kind of go into it promptly, ending at two or before. Love it. And we're all good. And echo cancellation on for everyone. Okay. Welcome to today's episode of Win Some, Lose Some, Resiliency in Real Estate. Hi, Lila. It has not been very long since I saw you last. Hi, Amanda. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. We went out to Chopper Tiki last night and Lila went hard I on some Halloween. No, 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 no. You didn't let me finish my sentence. <laughs> I'm like, no. Way no, to no, throw no. her under the bus. No. Oh. Right. Lila went hard on her Halloween Tiki collection. <laughs> okay. In my defense, my thought 
when reading the menu was that if you ordered said drink and you chose to keep your mug, it was like this extra price. So I ordered the first drink and then I was like, hmm, now I want the other tiki mug too. So I ordered another drink that was um, Pennywise that there was like limit one per customer because apparently the amount of booze in them was like a situation. I mean, let alone the emotional trauma, but sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want, I want the Pennywise mug. And I thought I was ordering the drink, but then she came out with it like in a box bagged and she was like, here's your mug. And I was like, <laughs> it was a bit, it was a bit bamboozly for sure, because it did seem right yeah, that you were going to get in the drink. This price includes the drink and the mug you need to take it home. But instead it was like, here's your to-go plastic bag in like you went shopping at Party City. Yeah. Okay. Can I set the scene really fast for a visual? So uh, our guests, Liz Zipperer and Jordan Searcy, also known as the Liz and Co. team, um, they... Are, we're hanging out in the office together. There was some feedback. So Jordan went in another room and there's just like a glass wall partition. That's very, and Liz keeps <laughs> turning her phone around. And right now it looks like. <laughs> I actually have, I, I don't know if I can pull it out right now, but I have a pretty good Pennywise impersonation. Oh, <laughs> clearing we're ready. Throat. Let me think of it. <laughs> oh, clearing it again. <laughs> it's really loud on the podcast. Hi, Georgie. Oh, hello. That's just we're very creepy. Do you want to? Do you want to see a trick? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Try. I'm trying to think what else he says. The whole circus is blue. Wow. Yeah. Liz's eyes just got very, very large. Wow, 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 wow. She's like, you're, you're fired. <laughs> you're, you're an independent contractor now. <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. I can't. I enjoy my sleep. I have enough pain and suffering in my life. <laughs> With work, I don't need it on TV. (laughs) All right. We got spooky for the season. Okay. Official business. Uh, Liz and Jordan are a powerhouse real estate team who provide client-centric representation with over 10 years of experience and extensive knowledge to ensure the highest level of service. Their clients are top priority, and they work hard to earn their trust as advisors and advocates. Their mission is to assist as many people as possible, obtain their very own slice of heaven. So, um, on paper here, Liz, I see that you've received Greater Nashville Realtors Awards of Excellence every year since like 2017, um, going from silver to gold to platinum every year. I mean, um, so Jordan, I mean, what kind of accolades you got? What are you coming in here with? I got I got blanks for you. <laughs> I'm just here to party. I'm just I'm just here to party. Jordan's here to party and look good. Jordan always wears the coolest stuff. And right now it's like the I feel like the very cool thing where if you've got like a little your shoulder showing telling you what from 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 the neckline up you know i i really <laughs> i can really hand it to you you know how did you guys meet like what's y'all story whoever wants to go first and tell it i just want to know more about how you guys came to be especially because you seem very different like i want to know more about <laughs> how that works in your favor how you guys met like give me the full liz and co lifetime original movie synopsis <laughs> Listen, live for it. I aspire to be Jordan. So that's, that's why we work. That's why we work so well. So actually, I was a solo agent. And when I first started to think, okay, I've been in this 10 years, it's time to start a team. I was approached by someone who wanted to get into real estate. And I thought, okay, this isn't something I've been chasing. I do feel like you attract those type of circumstances. So went ahead, started a team 
Jordan was actually a coworker of Natalia. And so Natalia introduced me to Jordan. And I mean, y'all sparks flew. So <laughs> that's all it took. Yes, we are quite literally polar opposites in the majority of our makeup, but we work so well together. We work so well together. It's so much fun. She's a hoot. She's literally anytime that I just have a really difficult client who is just really sick of me and doesn't want to hear my voice anymore. I sick Jordan on them. And they have the best time because she's cooler than I am. And I fully accept that. And then she pays for my therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't say, well, she's not dialed in, but we just have a third team member who is so over the podcast. (laughs) Courtney Wayne, what's up? Guys, the amount of madness, like Jordan has her phone through the glass going into Liz and the new team member and Liz is showing I mean it's like a house of mirrors in here (laughs) that's how we live our lives yes yeah we we actually we have zero fun at all we're very serious yeah absolutely I get that I get that vibe so Jordan where are you from I'm from Charlotte North Carolina I moved here in 2013 and um worked in the music industry for a few years and kind of fell backwards into sales like tech sales for several years um, when I was trying to kind of make my exit out of the music industry and like the talent buying side. And uh, when the pandemic hit, it was just like, it kind of reshuffled the deck. And I thought, okay, well, what would I want to do? And got a career coach and real estate kept coming up. I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like everyone does it. Like, what? how can I differentiate? And then I met Liz. I like, I interviewed with a few places. Um, and then I met Liz and it was like, I don't know, kismet, I would say. We love that word. That's our favorite word. <laughs> so what were you doing? In, what were you doing in music? Um, I was buying talent and like booking, basically like booking rooms, smaller rooms, like 12th and Porter for a little bit. And then I was at Family Wash. Um, and then I went to Marathon and Exit for a very short stint. And I did like marketing management for them. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I don't, you know, I, want, I don't want to work 16 hour days for a Trader Joe's salary. Like I want to do my own thing. So I was like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna run the gambit, I probably should get paid more. So I went into sales, and then you know, music industry made sales look easy, and then tech sales makes real estate look easy. So it's just like you're conditioned <laughs> to just kind of be like, eh, whatever, it all works out. Is your family musical? Like, how did the music thing happen? No, no, I, I, I for one am tone deaf. I'm very tone deaf. Ditto. Yeah. Liz and I, mm-hmm. we, but we, but it doesn't stop us from doing karaoke. Like we do karaoke no. I, quite a bit, I would say. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I love about, to harmonize. Yeah, she likes to harmonize. She likes allegedly, and so <laughs> <laughs> correct. Yeah, so so we came on here to really just announce our band. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, we're actually gonna put all the real estate onto Courtney and Jordan and I are leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going on the road, and Courtney's boots on the ground here. So yeah, we out. Oh my god, I cannot handle boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's such like a like a halo, like a disruptor or like yeah. those cringy industry terms. Mm-hmm. Boots on the ground is one is falls into that category. Like boots on the ground, like a one on one. Can I pull you aside for a one on one? So much to unpack here. APIs. <laughs> oh god, a KPI. <laughs> we do it all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We tried to do this a couple of days ago and it was a grand a grandiose failure but jordan you mentioned like oh my house in la and mm. um i thought that you would mention that but you didn't <laughs> so i'm just gonna pretend that you did mention it and ask you about that do, did i say it like oh my house in la because that's how i that's how i should have said it 
She is like totally. Um, so like my casa and Ale. Yeah, I um I would I would call it more of like, you know, a room <laughs> in a in an apartment. So I for years have wanted to to move to LA. But when I met Liz, I fell in love and was like, I can't leave nothing I, i've done nashville for so long and i love nashville it's like a like kind of like a comfy safety blanket um but i wanted to shoot my shot at moving and so i was like well i don't want to leave liz ever like i've signed in blood at this point so i pitched the idea to her of like hey like just given the trajectory of your career and now my career like could we could there be a world where we had more of a footprint in other cities and she was like, before I could even finish the sentence, was like completely supportive and was like, hell yeah, let's do this. Like whatever, whatever we need to do. And so from there, we were like, well, we want another person. And that's where we came up with the idea of, of we love Courtney so much. And so she came onto the team. And now we're just kind of letting the dominoes fall into place of finishing out this year with a bang. And then next year, trying to see what we can do um, in the LA market as well. Selling sunset, baby. Shorter, shorter heels, tighter pants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we're not selling sunset fans. We are the beautiful Lord Jesus Christ, our savior, Tracy Tudor fans. So <laughs> have you heard of our Lord and savior? <laughs> Do you have a minute to talk about her? <laughs> Liz, when starting a team, were you, I mean, what was the goal in starting a team? Was it like, I'm, I have so much going on. I can't keep up with this or I want to have systems in place to continue to grow or like what was kind of the the mindset behind you know starting the team multiple variables I real estate was actually my first job out of college so I feel like I had just kind of run the gambit I had started as running a team of five agents in Chattanooga had no real estate experience at all so I was transaction coordinator I was assistant I was business manager you name it, whatever title they wanted to throw at me, I was responsible for and got homesick. So moved back to Nashville. Well, what was really cool, the level of production that the team in Chattanooga was doing was significantly less than the production when I started working for one solo agent when I moved back to Nashville. So that was really eye opening to think like, OK, there's a lot of work here. I know that I love real estate. So I got licensed six months in with working with Chad Wollers. Shout out. He can put this on his Instagram. So I worked with Chad for three years as his assistant and learned the condo market upside down, sideways. He is the king when it comes to condos. Um, but honestly, my clientele are not really condo people. So I then started to learn the single family market and age just brought me to the point where people are starting to invest in their first property. And as sweet as my clients are, then they started to send me their friends, their coworkers, their parents, which has been so fun. You know, a lot of parents are moving here to be close to grandkids or all that fun stuff. So it just got to a point where I thought, you know, I love what I do. I work with great people. And I feel like now's the time to expand on that and see what it looks like. Yes, to help with personal life balance. Yes, because I was interested in expansion. But I think it's so much more fun when you collaborate with people. Real estate has this, you know, you're this lone wolf and you're alone on your own private island and like don't ask for help because, you know, why would you do that? Figure it out on your own. 
But I feel like when you can work with multiple people for the price of one, that's also very impressive on the client facing side. So it has been so fun and it's taken off. And we just, you know, we really enjoy working together. I think that that's the key. Totally. So if I'm a client and I'm like, yo, I see Liz on Instagram or whatever, do I primarily work with Liz or is it, hey, I'm, you know, Liz is busy. So, hey, Jordan, can you do this? I mean, like, how do you guys work, like share your clients like that? You get the whole team from day one. We do everything together. So it works seamlessly because if I'm booked on a Tuesday, somebody else gets to come. And the way that you're introduced to the team, initially, you already are introduced to everyone. So it's definitely kind of an all hands on deck mentality of, hey, you're out of town, but you know this client. So you're going to seamlessly transition into showings or anything that they would need for their contract wise. So it's just that like very easy. We're all representing you from the get-go. And so you just get to know us all really well. And of course, I do have a really amazing group that I've worked with over the years. So definitely, I work with them mainly one-on-one, unless I'm unavailable for any reason. But it truly is just a united front. Yeah, I think Liz does a great job at like balancing, like providing leads and providing like a kind of a, a succinct team environment. Um, she's a very equitable boss. So I I think we, you know, I bring my own people in, Courtney brings her own people in, but also like Liz is really great at, at not only like letting the client know and kind of reading their appetite on what they expect, but then letting us work out maybe behind the scenes, like behind the curtain um, and being part of the deal that way, or by taking over as client facing and maybe being fresh, fresh new face or fresh blood on the scene. So and so circle back to on what you were saying, because obviously Liz is not going to say this, but um, she's, oh boy. she's, you started a team. I wholeheartedly believe you started a team because you had to figure it all out really on your own, I think, and like cut your teeth um, the, the long way around. And with us, it's like she doesn't want that. Right. So the way she like real estate parents us mm-hmm. is very hands on. hundred percent. And like she's just like one of the only female bosses in a very long time that I could think of outside of maybe some mentors I had in tech sales um, who genuinely wants to see you succeed and wants to do anything in her power to help you succeed. There is zero essence of competition on this team. And quite frankly, I don't think there is true competition in real estate. I feel like it's a myth. I think everyone's sphere of influence looks different. And I think the more you kind of um, handhold each other and collaborate, the better it's going to be because it takes two to tango on any transaction. And Liz is at the helm of teaching us that methodology. I bought her lunch, so she would say that. That was so nice. <laughs> it was like the best damn acai bowl I've ever asked. I know. Well said. Okay. So you've all been really nice to each other. What's the hardest part of being opposite, being on a team, running the show? Hardest part. We both love to travel. We love to spend money. <laughs> we love to spend money. Um, no, I think... So Courtney, boots on the ground. <laughs> boots on the ground. <laughs> Courtney hates spending money, so she just makes it for us. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's been working this entire podcast, if that tells you anything. <laughs> sure. Um, no, I would say the hardest part for me is I am a solid type A. This industry goes against everything my DNA wants it to be consistent income. Huh, yeah, right. 
there's nothing consistent in real estate. Mm. And so managing that anxiety, staying positive, everything does work out the way that it's supposed to. And I literally tell myself that probably 19 times a day. I think we're up to like 25 today, probably. Maybe, yeah. Um, But that's the hardest for me is just one day feeling employed. I'm at the top of the world. Literally 24 hours later, I have no job. Audio just got crazy. Can you guys hear her? I think you lost your audio. Called me. You guys, you know, I, I sent them to Courtney. Courtney's the one working. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of which, there's business right now. I'm just sure kidding. it was Xfinity. It's the only person who calls me. So Okay. So can you backtrack on that? Just like one day you're employed and cruising and feeling great. The next day you're disheveled and have no income and everyone hates you. Or that's just me. Yeah, there is that. No, one day you're employed and you feel like you're on top of the world and you're unstoppable and there's only one agent in this town and it is you. And then the next day you have no clients. You've got bills to pay. You're not really interested in leaving the house, but you know, tis life. You leave the house, you go to the office and you commiserate. It is just as important as celebrating. And that is my favorite thing about office culture. (laughs) There is no BS here. Everybody comes in. We throw our papers around. We all wear black when it's tax season. You know, (laughs) like why, why put on a front? Yeah. Why put on a front? We are all quite literally doing the exact same job. So if you're not here to help somebody, scram. Not interested. No smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And I would say, too, we have some some really nice, um, like, mm-hmm. rain dances that mm-hmm. we do on this team. One is when Liz leaves town, everything goes haywire, mm-hmm. and it's great. So we're just like, get, get on out of town, sister, and bring the business. And then the second one is, like, I do say, I think every time you kind of hit that limit of, like, I guess I'm just going to look up um, waitressing jobs at Edley's again. And as soon as you, like, Google it, then it's, like, mm-hmm. business hits. So I do think that those are some yep. juju, you know. Oh my gosh. And then it's yeah. just imposter syndrome. It's so, so hard. I, anytime somebody says that dreaded line yeah. to me, I'm thinking about getting my real estate license. I say to them, if you really want to know what it's like, I will happily go to lunch with you and we will talk about everything. But if you're watching Bravo, no. Because how fun would it be? How fun would it be to drive around in a Lamborghini SUV? with the most curated looks I've ever seen, let alone on a a professional woman. Like, hey, more power to them. You're not seeing all of the craziness Mm -hmm. that actually happens in this industry. No, there's no way to wear that tight of a skirt. I mean, my pants are literally unbuttoned right now. She couldn't pick up her purse when she bought it. Yeah, I I mean, come on. No, yeah, it's ridiculous. No, I think that I have even like, um, I have a note, like on my notes app, I even have a note that says, hey, Amanda of the future, it'll be okay. Because it's literally, I also have reminders on like Mother's Day and Father's Day. And when I really get in my feels of like dysfunctional family um, holidays, I'm like, hey, uh, today's Mother's Day. Stay off of social media. Love Amanda of the past. She was very, very sad last time she was on social media during Mother's Day. I think that's great. But I think, yeah, it's so the the frustration and the like I feel like self-loathing is a heavy word for it but you forget how it is up and down when it's down you only think that it's down when it's down or like um I think especially right now with the market I'm really trying to enjoy a little bit of the quiet instead of just living in fear and panic 
Because mm-hmm. everyone wanted a effing break over the past right. two years. And like, okay, we got it. You have your you have your break. Like, can we not like, okay, yeah, I'm paying myself out of my savings a little bit to supplement, but like that's why you have it. And so mm-hmm. just try yeah, and right. find some sort of gratitude to be okay for where we are today because just like an analogy for life today doesn't last forever we'll be in tomorrow and it will be chaos and when rates go down it's going to be a shit show again because everyone's going to mm-hmm. rush and there's going to be a million offers on Speaking each house and, like at what point do we plug our at what point do we plug our coming soon like at what point is- <laughs> just do it that's going to be a do. at the end of at the end <laughs> Yeah, no, but the whole like interest rate thing, I'm like, look, I'm like watching off over my shoulder with my broker side. Interest rate thing is bullshit. He laughed to say we're good. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, uh Zach Brickner. You want to wave? You want to wave? Come Daddy? say hello. Yeah, come say hello. You want to come say hello? <laughs> Here, put, put these on. They're kind of gross. And a drum roll, please. I was wondering what was going on. Hello. Who's our guest? Oh, hello. Uh, hello, Zach. My name's Amanda Gilbert. I'm a mortgage loan officer with Steadfast Mortgage. You're listening, and uh, actually, you're a guest on the Win Some, Lose Some podcast Amazing. today. Amazing. Hi. Just what I was planning on doing. I've got, you know, the market's so busy right now. I'm just, I'm glad I could take time out of the day. What a blessing. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It looks like you're just sweating. Yeah. You're out of breath. You're running in. Uh, got a lot going on. So um, let's see. Um, any sort of wisdom that you could give to agents that are listening right now? We've got two great agents here, but anything, any message that you really want to get out to all of the tons of win some, lose some listeners and fans? Yeah, absolutely. I actually was just uh, writing down my broker tip for the next week, and it works perfectly here. So I'm glad you guys called me to the perfect time. Um, uh, I was just talking about how uh, one of my favorite brokers, actually Liz and I's first broker, uh, used to always tell us that expectations are met when they are known. Um, and that's one of the most important things that I can say is that clearly communicating bad news or good news uh, precisely and uh, timely is super important. Um, and the trust of your clients kind of depends on that. It's it's when you keep things in the dark or when you kind of um, dawdle is when things go awry and then your client's don't trust you as much anymore. So setting expectations on the front end, making sure they're aware of any and all speed bumps is just super critical to smooth transactions, I would say. Wow. <laughs> Amen. One of my favorite Brene, Brene Brown quotes is clear as kind. And so I think that we try and pad things to not hurt someone's feelings or to relay bad news, or we think that we're being kind by softening something. Nope. Just cut through it. Just be as clear as possible because that, like you said, is going to help with the expectations, um, is going to help give a roadmap for the future and is going to build that trust. So clear is kind. I love it. Thanks, Zach. What a gift. Yeah, absolutely. I will I will hand it back over to Jordan the, and Liz, the experts on this over here. But um, you're, you guys are in good hands. These are two of my best favorite agents. Um, if, you wanna, if you want a fun story, ask Liz how we met and how she had to force me to be her friend about 10 years ago. Shoot, it's been that long. But. He he loves saying that, but then he asks me for my <laughs> autograph every day. It's really wild. Go it's go press. press. Go press. Go press. <laughs> Broker daddy. Broker daddy. Broker daddy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where were we even? Talking about interest. I think the last thing I said was interest rates are bullshit, which is great. Can't wait for that to be the headline. Um, no, I, I think we've just been on a um, on a, a bit of a soapbox lately because 
you know, at the, 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 the tricky thing is that we, we do have bias, right? Because we are selling. At the end of the day, we are selling. I would call it more advising um, because we don't live and die by the sell, but we, we do live and die by how our sellers and our buyers experience this market. Um, and so I think we consider ourselves more advisors. But I do think that it's a tricky narrative to um, to go to them and say, oh, don't worry about the interest rates. Like, here's why, you know, obviously, like, the, come, come work with us. And it's like, well, you don't want to be a snake oil salesman either, right? So, of course, a third-party unbiased news report that says you should not be buying right now is probably have a little more weight than us who make a living on real estate telling them to buy. So I think we're really trying to work on how we express the why behind what we're saying and why sure. it's important. And at the end of the day, regardless of any commission, what we want is for people that we surround ourselves with to be able to also have sweat in the game and to build wealth for their own families. And Absolutely. this is a way that we believe to do it. So, you know, it's it's an interesting time with with um, the the debate of, you know, high interest rates and what that means for people. But I think at the end of the day, the right people come into your life and you work with the right people cosmically. And and that's what we are, are hoping to see um, for Q4. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, interest rates are going to be a blip on the radar when it comes to homeownership because... This first house that you buy is going to pay for your second house, and then it's going to be your kid's college fund, and then it's going yep. to be their first yep. investment property. So, yes, it's a significant difference in your monthly payment. But when you look back three, five, 15 years from now, you're going to be so happy that you still invested in Nashville. You still believed that you can manage being a homeowner and everything that comes with it. And you should still buy a house. That is quite literally our mission, which, you know, couldn't have been said better earlier. Um, but yes, it's being a homeowner will forever outweigh any of the yeah. variables. The thing is, like, interest rates are, are, well, for the sake of this conversation, interest rates are malleable, right? In the grand scheme, what's not as malleable is the fact that a developing sitting like city like Nashville is going to continue to appreciate. We have buyers that are buying with us now that are like, oh my God, this house was $100,000 less last year. Why did I not buy? And we're trying to, we're trying to mitigate that sentiment for the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's always going to be some excuse to like, to not buy. For sure. You know, last year when rates were low, you couldn't get under contracts or too many offers and you had to go so high over. Now interest rates are higher. Like if you, like anything in life, if you are looking for some sort of an excuse, it will be there. Totally. Your two options are last year, not any of our clients, but last year, say that you paid $200,000 over list price to buy this house because you loved it and that's what you had to have. Okay, you beat comps by $200,000 in your neighborhood. Flash forward a year, you would probably still be paying that same price because now comps have, have probably risen to meet that price point. However, now you get to ask the sellers for closing cost credit. Now you get to negotiate with your lender for a 2-1 yep. rate buy down. There's just, it's all relative. Timing is different from yeah. for everyone, but there's, you know, it's always moving variables. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, Jordan, what yep. you said about like, hey, I don't want to be a snake oil salesman. And I think that you can and you probably do because I think that you guys bring a really cool level of authenticity to how you approach real estate, which I love. 
but also like <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> Let me see that shoulder again. Hair float. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be like, hey, I know that, you know, I'm I'm not here to tell you when to buy, when to sell. I'm only here to educate you and to be honest with you. Not because I'm trying to convince you to do anything with me. I'm just here. I work in this industry. I'm trying to tell you what's real and what's not real and beyond just a a clickbait headline. And so I think you could even say like, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to get anything out out of this. I'm just trying to educate mm-hmm. um, to someone that, to be someone that you hopefully can trust. So if it happens with me, great. And if not. I don't have on my conscience that I was only in it to to sell a house or to make a buck, you know? Exactly. Absolutely. Education is just such a huge piece of the puzzle, whether somebody's ready to buy or, or sell a house. Like, it's, it's our job. Yeah, I mean, Amanda. and at the yeah. end of the day, you don't really want, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we'll, we want any client. But like, I, at the end of the day, you don't really want lukewarm clients. You don't want them to be lukewarm about the market. You don't want them to be lukewarm about you. And so, yes, yeah, no. some, of, some of that is framing it and appealing to the ethos and like really work hand holding right like rolling out the red carpet but a lot of it is shooting them straight and and like zach was saying setting expectations and being like listen i'm here to hold your hand and to do this but at the same time like i can only control so much as your advisor like this is what you're going to be looking at and this is how i would handle it so i remember reading something that was really impactful it was like majority of the majority of disappointment in life is due to unmet expectations if you can think like of that of your most recent few disappointments it's like oh well i expected something different than what happened and i'm bummed about it which is pretty much just like all being a parent is it's just like trying to manage like expectations of hey here's Hey, here's the next thing that's going to happen, child. So you hopefully don't lose your shit because something different is going to happen. And it's kind of like the same with a client. Like, <laughs> hey, here's yeah. the next thing. And I'm not going to overwhelm you. I'm not going to give you this like huge flow chart of the 42 different steps of a real estate transaction and all the different ways that it can and probably will go wrong. But I am going to say, here's where we are now. And here's the next thing. And yeah, just manage the expectations. So hopefully they're just like, you're just always building that trust and they're obsessed with you and you love and they love you which how could they not love you guys and then just have such a like a referable badass experience yeah retweet put that on a billboard well i think people remember how you treat them people remember how you make them feel and so i think trust is good god is such a huge emotional component well and i also think that's why i I mean i'm i think a lot of people have great referral business um i know zach does among a lot of other people in our office but i do believe that that's one reason why liz is so successful in this business is because and and why i would say i mean god 90 to 95 percent of her business is referral based because she does make people feel that way every single time without fail like there's never been a time where she hasn't really that i've seen personally so um, I do think that it really does pay off in spades if you can just lead, be a straight shooter and and lead with empathy, but also lead with with direct expectations and education. Mm-hmm. There is nothing sure. we want more than to pop some champagne after you buy your home. But after you buy a home, that is what you wanted. And yeah. it's tangible to look at that house and say, hard work got me here. I stayed focused. I was steadfast. I made it happen and there was no regrets at that moment. It's just pop, pop, pop. Yeah. And you're not and house poor. <laughs> on to the next three yeah. years later. Mm. <laughs> on to the next three years later. Mm. And oh, and our closing gifts are so dope. Like, so true. 
Shout out Golden Slipper. I mean, what are they? Wow. I've done it. We've done it all. We've done concert tickets. We've done, Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, we've done like fear, like a um, seller's moved to a new city. So we did some research on breweries in that city and got him some gift card. I mean, we've just, we just basically like want to personalize it to them. It's honestly the best part. Like, yeah, like we're doing a job, blah, blah, blah. But God, it's so fun. I love giving presents. There's actually one set of clients that has sent us so many clients. We're legitimately going to have to send them on (laughs) vacation at this point because I don't have any other ideas. I don't have any other ideas because it's just like, (laughs) wow, another month goes by. Like, oh, we got your number from so-and-so. And like, who are these blessed angels and where did they come from? Doing God's work. You guys just crushed it with that transaction and they're just like pimping you out. Absolutely. Pimp away. Because they're just so blessed just to yeah. know you. Hashtag blessed. But also they're just wonderful mm-hmm. people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it helps when you work with wonderful, breezy people mm-hmm. too. So is y'all's love language gift giving? Like, is that your number one? I love, I love to give gifts. I would say love languages are like gift giving and just like having no boundaries. <laughs> Speak for yourself. My mom's listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I feel like we I we love we get the most excited about yeah. when they find the house that they really love and their eyes light up and then cut to when we have successfully closed. Um, and Stephanie Duncan is sending the outlet and she is happy and everyone's yes. happy and we're happy and they're happy and everyone's great. And then we get to give them the gift. <laughs> so you're like, I've been waiting for this moment. Yes. And we may have bought it three weeks in advance, yeah. but that's okay. High risk, high reward. Okay, Liz, I have a question. So let's say that you have a listing appointment and I want to know what your headspace looks like to get ready for that listing. I mean, do you feel normally pretty confident going into that or do you, you know, 10 years in, do you still get nervous? Like, what are you saying to yourself? Are you listening to music? I mean, what does that like physically, mentally look like to prepare for a listing appointment? Yeah, well, that is timely. I had a listing appointment this morning. That's fantastic. Yes, love that. <laughs> what little birdie told you? Um, so, I mean, I'm always going to be nervous, right? I'm more than likely meeting. Well, not more than likely because I today's listing appointment was actually a sign call. So I had listed and sold a house right down the street from them a few months ago. And these sweet people called and said how much they liked my listing description. And they thought my pictures were so pretty. And, you know, like words of affirmation, honey, pour them on me. I will take every last word. Awesome. Yes. Affirmation. I will take them. Let it drip on down. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I could tell on the phone that they were super sweet. So that put me at ease a little bit. But yeah, of course I'm nervous. It's this idea of, are they going to like me? Am I going to like them? Are they realistic sellers? Because we're not going to take a listing just to take a listing. We are here to sell that house. And so there's so many variables going into it. I will briefly look at comps, but I don't want to go in there and start spitting numbers at them. It's really more of an introduction interview Then it is, okay, now that I've seen your house, here's where we should price it, slice and dice. No, I'm going to work with you for two months. I would like to like you. So Mm -hmm. it's more of just tell me about the house. And I got the sweetest. Her mom bought the property as an investment in 2006. They had a family member live there until just recently when they moved away. And she had inherited the house when her mom passed away. So 
there were more questions than just a normal listing appointment. It was, okay, do I have everything in order as far as I inherited this property? Are there any more steps? That can get emotional too. It, it is very emotional. And I think that that's really where we thrive because we specialize in first time home buyers. So that emotion to two probably mm -hmm. mid 70 year old people, yeah. it's the exact same thing, right? Mm -hmm. We're servants. We're here to make sure <laughs> that you are going to have the best real estate transaction of your life, right? Mm. That's what we're here for. And we make yeah. it as easy as possible. <laughs> and we have fun doing it. Your new slogan, we are your servants. We are your real estate servants. We're here to serve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love to serve, live to serve. We're here to serve and slay. <laughs> oh my God, serve and slay. I feel like that's a vegan ice cream place that's coming down in like that's owned by Beyonce. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something. Oh, it's so interesting that they loved your picture, your cute listing pictures and your listing description. Because sometimes I feel like those can be absolutely half-assed. And that got you, and that got you a, a referral. 110%. We don't half-ass on that. And just, just like what Jordan mentioned about, you know, being a snake oil salesman, I'm never going to look at you in your perfectly normal, charming, cute home and blow <laughs> smoke and tell you, this is the best uh -uh. house in the neighborhood. This it is last going, long. don't miss out. This one's going to sell so fast. Yeah. Nothing makes my skin crawl more than agents being cheesy. Don't be cheesy. Yeah. Don't be cheesy. Charm, you are charm, managing. Charm. Yeah, like, would you hire a banker who talks like that? No, you, you in fact, would not. You would go elsewhere. So... And we don't do that with our buyers no. either. Like, we're not going to, like, it honestly is like kind of like a swipe, whatever, which way do you swipe when it's bad? Oh, left. <laughs> that is outside of my pay grade. We swipe left on the lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. Left is good, right. right is bad. Oh, shit. I've been married for a really long time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, the let's not go down that rabbit hole. Maybe it's to the, maybe to the right. Forgive me. Maybe to the right is good and the we, left is bad. We, we say no. We say shut it down mm -hmm. for those, mm -hmm. for those descriptions. Um, well, you know, we we've gotten kind of um, kind of close with uh, Aaron Sparks from Sparks uh, Vintage. I mean, she does a lot of staging in town, and uh, honestly, we've I mean, we and we love a lot of different mm -hmm. stagers, but um, her work has really resonated with us most recently, um, and just her like hospitality. She's just so yeah. customer oriented, client oriented, both our clients and us as clients, um, and then. Um, Justin Frick does like all our. Yeah. Justin's great. Is that Frick? 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 <laughs> Can't wait for him to hear that. Oh, he he just does the best. Yeah, he does the absolute best um, photography. Also, we've worked with a ton of photographers that are awesome. But you know, most recently in this season, like they have both just resonated with us, and and they have gotten us, you know, business obviously um, by proxy. So they're very talented. Um, we like to surround, as much as we like to be great at our jobs, we also know that we are not going to be the smartest people in the room and we want to surround ourselves with the smartest people and the most creative. And that's that's really what we've kind of strived to do over the past year, year and a half. I think it makes this, this insane job and in industry more enjoyable. If you can admit, hey, I'm probably not, this, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I always want to be learning. I always want to be growing. I don't have too big of an ego to know that. 
I always want to be getting better and I want to surround myself with super cool, awesome, hopefully funny and attractive too. You know, it goes a long <laughs> way. Yeah. People that are going to help me, God, enjoy this. So really quick, only a couple minutes left. I want to know from both Jordan and Liz. So this podcast is called Win Some, Lose Some. And I want to know where each of you are. Where do you feel like you're winning? Like where are you coming out on top? What's feeling good? And where, what is something that you're really struggling with or, or where are some of your losses coming from? I didn't realize we were talking about our dating lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You tell go me first. Through this, tell me through your glass. You go first. Okay. Um, you complete me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Where are we winning? Where are we losing? Um you know, I think right now, to be totally honest, um, and Liz is oh, so helpful with this when I come to her and I'm just like, hey, look, like I I don't think it's uncommon right now for a lot of agents, especially the ones we meet with in our kind of collaboration groups. But burnout is so real right now. You know, we're in this like high strong market and then can you guys hear me? Um, we're in this high strong market and then all of a sudden it just like slowed down, but we still had residual business, but then, you know, listings are kind of weird, but then buyers are still kind of having trouble getting into those listings because the listing agents have weird expectations. So it's just kind of like a weird time altogether. Um, and I think I have experienced a little bit of burnout on that, especially with trying to kind of plan for next year and what our what our vision is going to look like being in different cities and so kind of going to Liz and Courtney and and talking with them and Courtney and I are in this really great accountability group with some other um, female agents and talking through it with them is actually probably where I feel like I am winning is like when in moments where you have self-doubt or the narrative is maybe entering into that scarcity mindset you're immediately pulled back by the life jacket that is Liz Zipper and like the, the other women that you surround yourself with. Um, they have, they just are so phenomenal at being like, Hey, let's rewire this thinking. Let's like reframe this and figure out how, what you can do this week and the next week to make this palatable and to make this successful without worrying about the big picture. Have you always been so like in tune with yourself? I feel like you know yourself very well. Are you in therapy? Yeah. Me? No, I'm dead inside. <laughs> I can't. I can't follow that. Sure. I should have gone follow first. Try it. Try it. I can't follow do that. You, you can do it. What am I losing right now? So Jordan and Courtney will very soon know this. If I have an insane day or an insane week, I literally hibernate. That's just <laughs> what I do because I have to recharge and I do that at home. Sometimes I'll take calls. <laughs> I just yeah. like I need a minute. And so I do feel like I lost that balance that I think that we were in. I mean, it was work. It was day off. It was work. And then all of a sudden, it got really quiet mm -hmm. and the market shifted. And I'm thinking, OK, just like you mentioned earlier, we do the same thing. Embrace the quiet. We wanted this six months ago. So enjoy it. And then you start to get into your head, right? You're unemployed. There's nothing going on. And all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I want more business. I, what's happening? How do I, how do I reach out to my clients so that they know that this is still a great time to buy and sell? And then boom, we've been insane the last week. Mm -hmm. So careful what you wish for. But I know that that's not really a loss, but I'm also an eternal mm -hmm. optimist. So you weren't going to get it from me <laughs> to, to begin with. Um, yeah. And our win is obviously Courtney, who, you know, is, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Jordan's <laughs> banging on the window, like just desperate to be reunited with her. Courtney. You know yeah. what Jordan said to me for my for my birthday last <laughs> year? 
<laughs> Jordan, Jordan said, I got her a sister for her birthday. <laughs> and Courtney is her sister. Yeah. She got me a sister wife for my birthday. And I love her. And I swaddle her I think Courtney in a baby burrito. probably going to leave us. <laughs> She's actually packing up right now, so. She's like, wow, not worth it. Bye. She's like, wow, didn't realize you guys are this unhinged. Ooh, not my circus. But yeah, she's definitely our high for amazing for the for the year. And just like our general, yeah. like, God, our general trajectory for next year, regardless of what it looks like fiscally, mm-hmm. we just are so hellbent on taking not only this town, but like other cities by storm and just seeing how far we can go, like how limitless it actually is. I think that's half the fun, half the yeah. experiment is seeing like how can how far can we take this? You know? Sick. Love it. We have five songs added to our Win Some, Lose Some Spotify playlist. So whose who's songs are these? We've got Celine Dion, Beyonce, Shania Twain. Is Need to Breathe on there? Jordan is forever embarrassed that I went to a Need to Breathe concert. So sensitive subject. Sensitive subject. <laughs> is this personal? Not only did she go, but she was like, do you want to go? And I was like, it's as if you don't know me at all. So maybe we messed up. We picked all those songs together. No, we share. Perfect. We are we are one. We, we picked are them one. together. Oh, sure. I will say the one time that was the most hilarious. We're over time, but I'm going to share this story. So when we first started working together, when we were just a team of two again, um, we were kind of having to like relearn each other and kind of relearn, relearn our dynamic. I remember this one time we were in the car on the way to uh, an appointment. And Liz was like, oh, I'm going to play my pump-up song. And I was like, well, my pump-up song is like this, like, is Philadelphia Freedom by, you know, Elton John. And she was like, oh, well, mine is this one by um, by Rihanna. But I guess you can listen <laughs> to yours, too. And it was just like, it was just a very stark. I was like, oh, I respect you. A game respects game. Okay, I see. I mean, it was literally going from, like, a night in the club to turning on Christmas music by accident midsummer. That's what it felt like. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Like we that... weren't gonna get that listing at that point. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. Y'all are insane in the most incredible way. <laughs> she needs to breathe. What a plug. <laughs> she needs to breathe. I love both of you so much. This has been personally one of my favorite hangouts so yay well worth the cluster that was was earned to get here Perfect. thank you for taking the time and sharing your stories and being uh so approachable and honest and optimistic but also real when you need to talk about or hear the real thing so i love the yin and yang that y'all are super excited for the addition of courtney and just to see what you guys do um, you know, whether it's a good day or a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> we have a blast. It's still a day. We're still alive. Yeah. And we still don't clock in and clock out of an office. So what can you say? You know, it's still a day. <laughs> and we still have the best damn job in the whole world. That's my new slogan. It's a day. <laughs> hey, it's Amanda, the ghost of post-production. These are really becoming a common occurrence. And let's not depend on them, but they're kind of a fun afterthought that I enjoy doing. But what's super obnoxious is that I just record this on my phone, voice recorder style. And then when I put it in the episode, it's barely different than my expensive microphone. So either a great job, Apple, or jokes on me. Anyways, so we did not get the voice memo from one of our wonderful Liz and company motivators, influencers. So wanted to go ahead and bring that in 
here. So first of all, I messaged Liz's best friend, Julia, and said, hey, I'm the host of this podcast you've never heard of, but we have a surprise at the end of every episode where we play a message of encouragement from someone important or influential in the guest's life. That's where you come in. Will you please send me a voice memo? Blah, 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 blah. And so she sent over all of this as a direct quote. Hi, Amanda. So sorry for the late response. I was actually with Liz when I got the text and then had my parents in town and lost track of time. My child decided to waterboard my phone in the bath last night, and I'm headed to hopefully get a new phone today. My speaker is shot. Here's what I was going to record just in case my phone isn't replaced in time. Can't wait to listen in and hear my fave girl talk, exclamation mark. Hey, Liz, it's your girl, Julia. I just wanted to let you know how proud I am of you. You're an incredible friend, the most hardworking realtor, and the best dog mom to Dottie Girl. I love you and keep bringing that Tracy Tudor BD energy to Nash. Now, I don't know what any of that means, except Dottie Girl, as we referenced earlier in the episode, loves to help you bake the take-home Annie Ann's pretzels from Kroger. But I felt like I was reading your yearbook and it was like a flash to Mean Girls or something of like that Tracy Tudor BD energy. So I'm going to need to know what the heck that actually means. And here's a message that we got for Jordan. This is from Darren. I've known Jordan for seven or so years now. Um, to say that she hustles is a bit of an understatement. She's always in pursuit of bettering herself and lifting up the people around her. She always adds life and good energy to any room she walks into and isn't afraid of whatever life may bring her in those moments. She's also a great dog mom and has an impressive collection of disco balls. Makes sense. She'll find success in whatever she's working on at the moment, and if not, she'll move on to something more suited for those passions. She can be my real estate agent anytime. Cool. Well, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Have an awesome rest of the day. I'm going to stop recording, uh, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Woo! Liz. Liz. Should I keep recording? If you need, if you need, no, you don't need to keep recording. If you need, okay. Hey, it's Amanda. Thank you so much for listening to Win Some, Lose Some, Resiliency in Real Estate. If you believe in the mission of this podcast, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, share with a friend, and maybe hopefully even rate this podcast, especially if you're going to smash that five stars because you like it. I think what we're doing is important, and I'd love people to know that they're not alone in their ups and downs of this industry. Also, We'd love to work with you. Now, Lila isn't here, but she's a great real estate agent. And I'm a mortgage loan officer. And I'd like to think that we do things a little bit differently, which we're very proud of. And hope is apparent through these episodes. Win some, lose some together.